Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike and Tim. Today, we're going to be talking about Christmas, fusion, and fentanyl on this episode of Right Spokane Perspective. Now, now in, in the redefinition of all these terms that we're, we're facing in our culture, in our society, Mike, and, and, and with the, the new information that's coming out, you know, about, I don't know, inclusivity and, you know, the bills that are passing at the federal level before the next Congress takes hold. You started out the show, and I don't think you can actually marry Christmas. <laughs> but maybe, may, maybe. Hey, it all depends on what I identify as. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Christmas episode of Right Spokane Perspective, where we want to do a little bit of something here different than we have ever done. I do want to share with you what has been deemed the underground catechism of the 12 days of Christmas. But before we go there, I'd like to share a Christmas prayer as written by Robert Louis Stevenson. Loving Father, help us to remember the birth of Jesus that we may share in the songs of the angels, the gladness of the shepherds, and worship of the wise men. Close the door of hate and open the door of love all over the world. Let kindness come with every gift and good desires with every greeting. Deliver us from evil by the blessing which Christ brings and teach us to be merry with clear hearts. May the Christmas morning make us happy to be thy children. And Christmas evening, Bring us to our beds with grateful thoughts, forgiving and forgiven for Jesus' sake. In your son's Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, in lieu of some inspiration today, again, I, what I thought I'd go ahead and do, we put together a little something here called the Underground Catechism of the 12 Days of Christmas. And obviously, we got to start on day 12, as the song would have us go, you know. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got to start on day 12. That's right. You got to count down to Christmas. And, oh, you bet. And we've got to do the countdown all at once because Christmas is tomorrow. Christmas is Sunday. <laughs> oh, that's right. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. You betcha. That's right. Anyway, in lieu of the 12 drummers drumming, how about the 12 points of doctrine in the Apostles' Creed, which would be as follows. Article 1, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Number 2, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. Article 3, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Article 4, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Article 5. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. Article 6. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Article 7. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Article 8. I believe in the Holy Spirit. This part reminds the believer that God exists in three persons. Article 9. The Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, Catholics believe that the church is more than a mere institution and certainly not a necessary evil. 
Unnecessary evil is that is that the part of uh, like the c- congressional critters that are supposedly Catholics and believe in the oh you catechism bet and, and you know the thing of it is too uh, Tim about this underground catechism of the twelve days of Christmas it isn't centered on Catholicism well the, the twelfth one kind of is yeah well yes yes I mean but, but there's more but all of the various points here are either derived from Catholicism from Hebrew religion or I should say Judaism or Christianity. So there's going to be a little bit of a mix here and there. You bet. Article 10, the forgiveness of sins. Christ came to save the world from sin. Article 11, the resurrection of the body from the Catholic perspective. A human being is a union of body and soul. Article 12, and in life everlasting. As Christ our Savior died, so too must mere mortals. As he rose, so shall all human beings. So now, go back to number 10. Okay. Or was it 10? Number 10 was the forgiveness of sins. Christ came to save the world from sin. Well, and and he also came to to bring the truth. And so it was number 11, I think I wanted to key on a little more there. Okay, that would be the resurrection of the body from the Catholic perspective. A human being is a union of body and soul. Union of body and soul. Does that include fetuses? Oh, gosh, I hope so. Well, I'm just, I'm, you know, just just a question for the Biden administration and the outgoing, uh, you know, Pelosi rule. Oh, you bet. All right. The 11th day or 11 pipers piping could actually be the 11 faithful apostles. Yes, we know that there were 12, but 11 of them were faithful and they are as follows. Peter, Andrew, James, John. Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, and James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, and Judas, or Jude, son of James. We're not talking about Judas Iscariot, okay? He was not a faithful disciple of Christ, as we all know. All right, moving on. Ten lords of leaping would actually encompass the Ten Commandments. Nine ladies dancing would encompass the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. And the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, would actually be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who are in Christ are distinguished from unbelievers in that they have been gifted with the Holy Spirit, enabling them to bear fruit. Okay, now we're going to move on to the eight maids of milking could actually be interpreted as the eight beatitudes. Okay, beatitudes, beatitudes, and they are as follows. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after justice, for they shall have their fill. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And finally, blessed are they that suffer persecution for justice' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Moving on to seven swans of swimming. That could very well be the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit or seven sacraments, if you will. Now, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. 
Now, while some Christians accept these as definitive lists of specific attributes, others understand them merely as examples of the Holy Spirit's work through the faithful. Moving on to the six geese's allaying. That could actually be the six days of creation of the world. Five golden rings, or in other words, the Pentateuch. Five books of Hebrew, Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. In the four calling birds, we could actually interpret that as being the four gospels, the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The three French hens would be indicative of faith, hope, and charity. The two turtle doves would be the Old and the New Testament. And finally, the one partridge in a pear tree would symbolize our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus you Christ. You bet. And no, there you go, to, I, folks, the underground catechism the underground, of the 12 days, yeah, of of the 12 days of Christmas. But I think, you know, the day eight, we it talked about the eight beatitudes. Yes. It's my understanding there was actually 10 beatitudes as found in Matthew 5, 3 through 12. But I could see how that might be interpreted as eight, and they just left out a couple. Yeah, could very well be. And there again, when you go from the Christianity aspect to the Catholicism aspect, you go from the Old Testament to the New Testament, I I think that there would be some kind of a different interpretation, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, because I'll tell you, when I was doing a little bit of research on this, I did run into the question, was there really eight or was it nine? Right, or, or 10, 10 or 12, you know, and it was a question like that. So I went ahead and grabbed the eight. <laughs> right. yeah, grab, yeah. So, so that was fun. So the uh, 12 days of Christmas in the, I would say Judeo-Christian culture. And I don't know, I just think that we've gone away from that. I know that there's lots of traditions out there with Christmas that there's some old traditions, new traditions, you know, the Christmas trees and the Christmas lights and Santa Claus and I don't know, though. I'm thinking that more of us just need to be rooted in the reason why we celebrate it. And it's not a pagan holiday. It's not, well, in my view, it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. But it's kind of getting taken over by, well, you know, I mean, what is Christmas for? Oh, it's for uh, retailers to finally pay their bills at the end of the year. No, I don't think so. Christmas is always, has been, should be in perpetuity, a celebration and acknowledgement of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, period. Period. There you go. Period. (laughs) And enough said on that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So we do have some other coverage because it kind of interesting, the power situation Uh, earlier on in the week, we talked about hardening the power grid. And one of the big things with energy that's gone on lately is this whole thing with fusion energy where they basically are using two heavy forms of of hydrogen extreme pressure and heat and then an immense amount of energy coming out of basically a laser that ends up putting off 120 percent the energy that's put in and they're talking about this could be a possibility in the next decade or so to have a whole bunch of these fusion units, you know, duplicating the power of the sun, basically put into practice that will create very, you know, low carbon, if you will, high output energy where we don't have all the expense of installing all these solar panels and right, these right. wind turbines. And so it could be an interesting debate with this with this fusion of energy. I don't know if, you know, 
Warren Buffett's going to jump in and buy it because he's making too much money shipping coal. <laughs> uh, no doubt. Because we know that the railroads are shipping a lot of coal across the country headed to China. And, uh, you know, sometimes good inventions don't hit the market in the way that they should because other interests are making too much profit on uh, other forms of either manufacturing or, you know, energy in this case. Yeah, you betcha, man. So, I am telling you, it's absolutely amazing with regard to the technological advancement of fusion, because I'm telling you, I mean, not only do I know it to be a very, very clean energy, it is a renewable energy, and it could very well disrupt the EV market in a major, major way. Right. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it's basically you end up with this, what is that, a helium and a neutron that's left over in fusion, which is not the the fission of, of splitting the atoms that we have now. It's, it's combining atoms. Yep. You betcha. Because I'll tell you something, folks. You know, I ended up being shocked by this particular headline, and I'm going to go ahead and give you a little taste of this story. Hold on. Hold on. You're shocked by this headline about energy. Okay. Well, we're going to have to laugh about that during the break because we're out of time for this half. So, folks, we're going to come back and find out how shocked Mike is. I, I can tell you his hair's not looking too. I mean, <laughs> he, 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 we're going to mark Mike safe during this shocking event, but we'll be right back to talk about some more. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you got to be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487 487- 3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. A lot of your beef comes from Brazil, Africa, and China. Bet you didn't know that. The Spokane County cattlemen know that, and they are the ones advocating for country of origin labeling on the meat that we buy and feed to our families. Find them on Facebook right now. That burger you just got at your favorite drive-thru has over a thousand different DNAs in it. Well, you may want to consider buying from local producers, and in other words, folks, buy locally. The Spokane County Cattlemen are on Facebook and are there to advocate for you, educate and inform you on what's happening in the global and local meat industry. With today's Corona-controlled society, the shopping restrictions, and possible rationing, making sure that your family doesn't experience food insecurities should be our top priority. You can do your part, be secure, buy from local growers and producers. The Spokane County cattlemen know this and are here to help you. Find them on Facebook right now. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Christmas Fusion and Fentanyl this Friday episode here on Right Spoken so were you, Perspective. Were, were you shocked by the headline about energy or the fentanyl? It's the energy aspect of it. Because I'm telling you, I mean, you and I, for as long as we've been together broadcasting into the listeners here, we have been pointing out the egregious fact that we've got foreign entities, foreign individuals, foreign governments coming into the United States, buying up real estate, buying up companies, buying uh, shipping ports. Okay. Oh, all sorts of all entity, sorts yeah. of things. Sports, uh, manufacturing, you name it. It's we got foreign entities that are not our friends. 
Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you something, you know, I I would consider the Saudi Arabians right now and the OPEC cartel, if you will, not a friend of the United States, just based on Biden's dealings with having them increase production, lower the pricing. They basically have been stalwarts and saying, nope, I don't think so. Have a nice day. But for China. Yeah, you bet. They did make a big deal with China. They sure did, unfortunately. Well, here's a little insult in injury here, if you will. Here's your headline. Yes, the Saudi government owns the largest oil refinery in the United States. The national average gas price in the U.S. hit a record high this year when it reached over $5 in mid-June, according to AAA data. As of December 12th of this year, those prices have dropped down to roughly $3.26 a gallon. Although that's significantly lower than prices were at their most expensive, the U.S. Energy Information Administration shows that still well above the $2.64 average in January of 2020, just before the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. With gas prices remaining high, Americans continue to scrutinize oil production and prices in OPEC countries, particularly oil-rich Saudi Arabia. The White House criticized OPEC in October when it reduced oil production shortly before Saudi Arabia's decision to raise oil prices for the U.S. consumer while lowering prices for the European consumer. Now, the Saudi government has had completed ownership of the largest oil refinery in the United States, which is Motiva's refinery in Port Arthur, Texas, since May of 2017. Now, before then, Saudi Arabia held a partial ownership of the refinery dating back to 1989. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the oil refinery in Port Arthur, Texas, is the largest in the United States as defined by barrels of crude oil processed per day. I mean, isn't this like asking the Taliban to come over here and open up a business office? Well, I, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying yeah, that the Saudis are I terrorists, but I, I don't boy, they sure treat us like terrorists, right? No, I don't think it's as extreme as uh, obviously the Taliban. There's been a lot of deals made over the years with OPEC and and Saudi Arabia. Of course, we have the Saudi Arabia or the uh, OPEC plus, which has Saudi Arabia and Russia involved. And so, you know, this globalization of, of energy is, is exactly a good reason to, to look at this fusion and then, you know, be energy independent. And obviously the current administration we have has not helped us become more energy independent. In fact, he's destroyed our energy independence. And so hopefully we have some smart people that are going to start making decisions that, well, can you say put America first? I think that puts you in a category that you're going to get attacked. But yeah, that's for sure. I think people that represent Americans should probably put America first as far as our own stability, security, you know, when it comes to uh, energy independence, being able to fuel our economy and, you know, bring people out of poverty. It's it's amazing to me that we've, we've done what we've done to our economy and to our energy sector over the last couple of years it's a total flip-flop from where we were just a few years ago i know i know i mean isn't it amazing we're only talking a matter of two maybe three years here folks and we are so down in the dumps after the last two to three years it's just absolutely amazing we're not talking about it took a generation or two to get to this point we were here like almost 
overnight, man. Yeah, the gift from the government was uh, inflation and really high energy costs. You and bet. So, uh, but there's a lot of folks out there that they've probably been naughty all year long and they don't deserve any presence in the stocking, but uh, they're probably going to have to make do with lump of, I don't know, is it? We can't give them coal because <laughs> that's almost illegal, man. <laughs> yeah. But they can have, uh, what is it, black tar heroin. Uh, yeah. Because they're probably not going to have fentanyl because, uh, you know, there was that really big bust and fentanyl has been a, a really bad thing in the United States of America. And of course, we know we were just talking about China and energy. The other thing we have is most of our pharmaceuticals are made in China and the pharmaceutical fentanyl is, is a drug that's designed to kill. You right. know, it's like end of life care, but now it's all over the streets. Yep. And so, you know, we had this giant bust of over 100,000 fentanyl pills in the Tri-Cities area. And wasn't there pounds of heroin and meth to go along with that too? Yep, 50 pounds of methamphetamines and like 10000 or $15,000 cash and 20 firearms, co- cocaine. And, you know, obviously the fentanyl pills were uh, well, the ones that are really concerning to authorities because they are those rainbow colored. Uh, oh, yeah pills so they can be you know looked at as as different products because they're not i mean obviously these pills and drugs that are made in mexico or overseas are not medical grade so there could be you know one in three of these pills could be a lethal dose which is why we've seen massive amounts of what is that narcan that's been distributed out there to try to save people's lives and so what we saw happen down there with uh, benton county and franklin county sheriff's offices and richland kirkland pasco they teamed up with uh, washington state department of corrections and all this task force and and the u.s attorneys the fbi they're all working together looking at this stuff and i i'm looking at it like why did we let it in the country when are they going to use the Commerce Clause when it has to do with drug cartels, right? Exactly. So Does that particular article list any of the suspect names at all? See here. I'm not seeing, let's see, Vanessa Waldriff. She's not a suspect, but she is a U.S. attorney that's involved from the here in eastern Washington. There's Assistant U.S. Attorney Stephanie Van Martyr. There's all sorts of attorneys. Hector Sanchez Mendez actually is the one that was charged with possession with the intent to distribute 500 grand or more of methamphetamines. Uh-huh. Jeremy Obadiah Hendricks and Nicole Diane Holland are charged with possession with the intent to distribute 50 grams or more of methamphetamine. So there was multiple arrests made here. But the reality is, is that if the drug cartels are just going to find somebody else to push the drugs if we continue to let them come in. And, you know, it's being said that fentanyl now and drug overdoses is the number one killer of men between 18 and uh, 45. Right. So I think we got to start addressing this. And so it sounds like the county commission is asking for us to uh, give them a new jail for Christmas. Yeah. And I, I think that might be the case that we need to do that. But I think we need to start looking at prevention as far as preventing the drugs from getting here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Pre- preventing the, I think, the social ill of, well, you, people don't need to go to work. They can just do drugs all day. Right. You, you bet, know, we'll, we'll fund them to just kind of hang out, you know, down at uh, Camp Dope. Yep. There you go, man. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I don't know what they're doing for the people down at Camp Hope this Christmas, but I mean, they've promised them free housing. They've promised them all sorts of stuff. They've been down there. They've been cold. And, you know, it's it's just a tragedy that we have so much of the population that obviously isn't celebrating Christmas the way we do with our faith 
in uh, Jesus Christ and our understanding of how life's going to work or should work because we're just letting our culture and society be thrown away, which is not what God would want us to have for our neighbor. Nope, nope, not at all, man, not at all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know, for a handful of years, you have heard Tim and I rail on the fact that here in Washington State, our left-leaning leadership, if you will, continues to keep the back door open for those that we would determine to be illegal aliens, illegal immigrants. Oh, no, but that's not how the drugs are getting here, Mike. No. No, 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 the fentanyl, no, it's not because of, you know, thousands of people standing at the border just walking walking across and, yeah yeah you and know. you know again for a lot of years we've been operating under the pretense by virtue of an organization known as fair and these folks have done a study back in 2012 they basically determined in washington state that we our leadership in washington state has been spending upwards of three billion dollars that's with a b billion dollars a year on the illegal aliens and you, we've been giving them free everything here at the state level well you know back then when we started that discussion you know your state budget was running about 25 30 billion dollars right you know so three billion dollars was pretty significant nowadays right. it's running between what 54 and 60 billion dollars uh, no, last one was 63 billion but now okay. i think we're i think we're encroaching on 80 billion now with jay Inslee's new budgets yeah for, for this next upcoming cycle well it looks like as opposed to the back door the left-leaning leadership in Washington state has now got a green light from the Biden administration to take our illegal aliens through the front door. And here's your headline. HHS or health and human services approves Washington state's request to offer free health insurance to illegal immigrants citing health inequities. Treasury and Health Human Services provides or approved expansion of health care coverage to non-citizens in Washington state. Well, I want free health care in uh, uh, Sweden. <laughs> I mean, there's health inequities. I mean, I have to pay a whole bunch of money for my health care, and over there it's more socialized. And so can I just go over there and get free health care? No, unfortunately you can't. Uh, that, well, that's that, that, you're, you're a working fool. You're well, a tax-paying fool, well, that, so well, that's a, that's we got to keep you in that but, position. But, but that's an inequity, Mike. <laughs> They can't have inequities. Hey, if you're a worker, there is no such thing as an inequity for you. <laughs> you got to be a victim, remember? Just shut gotta up be and a victim. pay your taxes. There Just you go, go back to work. Pay your taxes. Anyway, the story continues. President Joe Biden's administration will allow Washington state to provide health insurance to illegal immigrants within its borders by rolling back requirements of the Affordable Care Act, or ACA. What a nice Christmas gift from the Biden administration I'm to telling illegal you, man, aliens. You know, we're, we're out there, you know, uh, telling lies about forgiving student loans. We're giving free health care. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's lots it's of Christmas presents. Christmas everywhere, every you day, bet. all the time. You bet. Now, the Department of Treasury and the Department of Health and Human Services approved the state's request via a state innovation waiver, which was requested by Washington state government in May. Washington has requested a waiver in order to expand access to qualified health plans, standalone qualified dental plans, and a state affordability program to Washington residents, regardless of immigration status. 
The waiver will help Washington work towards its goal of improving health equity and reducing racial disparities by expanding access to coverage for the underinsured or uninsured population through the state exchange. So, as opposed to the state, because it's hard to get insurance in the state exchange if you're not a legal resident of the state. Right. So now they're just going to take any. If you show up here, it doesn't matter where you're from. You know, and and we're not. A lot of people think, oh, this is because the you know South American. They're talking about you know Mexico and Ecuador. No, we're China. I mean, we're any country in the world they can come to Washington and get free health care. You don't think that's going to cause a problem where people in other countries that have to wait in line? Like, how many Canadians are going to be like, geez, they're going to make me wait eight months for a procedure? I can go down to the U.S. get free health care and have you know be in there like in a week. Yeah, no kidding, man. It's, right? it's like nuts. So it, 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 how do you control your spending if you invite the whole world to use your services? Right. And, you know, the other, the additional rub on all of this and, and getting the green light from the Biden administration, it now means that whatever funding is attached to the Affordable Care Act, Washington State can now tap into that funding in order to pay for their right. services. So as opposed to keeping that tax burden central to Washington State, it's now been spread over all of the United States. And the globe. <laughs> and the globe. Yeah. I mean, so is you know, our employment securities department going to be asking if they can go ahead and just give the Nigerian princes employees health care since we're already paying for their unemployment? Right. No kidding. Anyways, man. we're out of time. So I hope everyone has a great Christmas out there and, you know, stay safe, stay warm and enjoy that family. You bet. All of that being said, you fathers and grandfathers out there, especially this particular time of the year, gather up the family, glorify and praise God. Give the family a great big hug and a kiss. Remind them that you love them a lot. Take them somewhere nice and warm this weekend. Mike and Tim, we will see you on Monday. Bye-bye.